Attention fellow wedding photographers and fellow wannabe wedding photographers. Tell me if this sounds like you. You're scared of missing key moments on wedding days. You feel pressured to create photos that are quote unquote Pinterest perfect and Instagram worthy. You're nervous about all the different lighting scenarios that are out of your control and you're not sure how to handle them. You're confused on how to balance creating beautiful imagery while also capturing authentic moments and emotion. And you're worried about being in people's way way too often. If you're like, hells yeah, Sarah, you read my mind, then I'm here all excited and bushy-tailed, yes, I had to throw in the squirrel reference, to let you know that I've created something for you that will help you become a confident wedding day storyteller in just two weeks. It's an online program that I created just for you called Intuitive Storytelling, and it's officially out and ready for enrollment. I want you to take a moment and imagine for a second what life would be like if you knew how to be at the right place at the right time on wedding days so you can catch those key and in-between moments. You got emails back from your clients saying, you were the best freaking decision we made for our wedding. You also knew how to confidently create strong storytelling photos that people felt emotionally connected to. And you finally felt like an actual fly on the wall, aka people don't stare into your camera all day anymore. Well, it's all possible because I consistently experience these things myself. And now I want to help you make these possibilities become your reality. Are you all bright eyed and bushy tailed right now too? Again, had to throw in the squirrel reference, you know me. So listen up. You can get started on learning all my tips and tricks of how I document wedding days as soon as today. You can go to sarahmonica.com forward slash storytelling for all the deets and instructions on how to grab your copy of the course. You'll have lifetime access and you can go at it at your own pace along with a private community of other like-minded photographers that are on the same journey as you are. With intuitive storytelling, you'll be able to learn how to confidently storytell like a pro on wedding days in just two weeks. So what are you waiting for? Uplevel your storytelling game this wedding season so that next year you'll be watching your inbox filling up with even more inquiries. Hello referrals from this year's clients. So again, head over to sarahmonica.com forward slash storytelling and sign up now. I cannot wait to see you in there. When I first started my wedding photography business back in 2011, I made just $5,000 in my business. Now, I bring in multiple six figures per year while working only 30-hour weeks serving my dream couples. I'm here to help you discover that it's so possible to have what you want, when you want in your business so that you can create the life you've always dreamed of and deserve. Welcome back, you shine and thriver you. Uh, This episode is a little bit different. I wanted to give you something that was a little bit of a quicker tip, uh, more digestible, quick to remember, 
And also a really big and important tip at the same time to help you out with group photos on wedding days. And this is something that I learned a couple years ago. So basically just a quick story. A couple years ago, I received an email from a client uh, that had ordered prints from their online gallery and she was disappointed in them. And I was like, oh, like what that, like what's wrong? Like as soon as I was reading the email, I was like, oh no, she's disappointed. What, like what could have went wrong? And she basically attached photos of the prints that were uh, family photos that were cut off on the side. So the to the people that were on the far sides of each um, side of the group photo uh, were cut off. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, like they probably didn't crop it properly in the gallery system. Because when you do order uh, prints online through the gallery system, our clients are able to actually visually see what the crop will look like. And I guess um, she had told me that she was doing it on her phone. So she wasn't really paying attention to that. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Like I'll fix the order for her. But then when I went to go fix it for her, I realized that that's the only option if they wanted an eight by 10 print, that was the only way to crop it because I didn't leave enough breathing room around the group photo, um, you know, of like the background, right? I didn't leave enough breathing room. Uh, so that they could actually crop it to an 8x10 and then there's still breathing room on the sides. So I was like, oh no, Sarah, big fail. No, why didn't you think of that? And ever since that day, I was like, I can never make this mistake ever again because I don't want my clients to have that experience of wanting to print an 8x10 photo and not being able to do that. So ever since then, I have always been leaving space around group photos. Um, This is definitely something, so for example, if I'm photographing uh, a group of like, let's say four people, right, Uh, during family photos or wedding party photos, I usually use my 50 millimeter lens uh, just to get a little bit of like compression and I usually shoot that vertically. So for me, to in order to fit everyone and also shoot it vertically, it's kind of natural. I don't know if you can even imagine this in your mind right now, but it's really easy and natural to leave breathing space around everyone at the top um, of their heads and a little bit below uh, because there's four people. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it just, it's easy to do. It happens naturally. But as soon as you, you would turn um, the camera to go uh, horizontal for a group photo of like four people, I would say it would still be easy to leave breathing room on the sides. So I want you to keep this in mind for, I think, actually, you know what? I'm scratch what I said right now, because it totally depends on how you shoot, because I'm thinking in my mind right now too, if you do family photos with an 85 millimeter and you photograph four people, it's easy to just like get in really, really close and make sure that everyone is just fitting the frame and then you miss out on all that breathing space around. Um, for some reason with a 50 millimeter, that's kind of how it naturally happens where I have a ton of breathing room. So basically all I'm trying to say is no matter what lens you're using, no matter how you're shooting, just make sure that there's a lot of room above their heads and to the side of them so that they are able to crop it in however they like. And typically, right, typically for a horizontal photo, you would need to make sure there's more breathing room on the sides because when the 8x10 is cropped in, it would be cropped in from the sides, right? And then if you're shooting a vertical photo, Um, then typically you would need more breathing room above and below because it's going to be cropped from above and below. So keep that in mind. 
Um, and a great way for you to actually remember this is literally as I was like kind of uh, writing some notes for this podcast episode, I was like, oh, but how can we always remember to do that? Because of course, on a wedding day, there's so much happening. It's easy to get flustered. It's easy to focus on making sure the light is great, but then we forget about the breathing room around the group photos, right? So one thing you can do, this is a trick that I'm actually going to implement right now because I just made it up. I'm going to message my virtual assistant uh, after this because she puts together my family group photos for me, my that little cheat sheet that I do. Um, so you can literally write as your first family photo. So let's say you have your list of family photos that you have for every single wedding day, right? The very first photo can say, remember to leave breathing space around the photos, right? So like you're looking at this family photo list and everyone thinks you're just looking at that. But right there, you have a reminder telling you, leave breathing room around the photo. And then you will make sure that that doesn't happen to you. So I hope this tip was helpful. Um, If you're listening to this right now, I'm I'm, uh, really, this episode is coming out in April. Um, If you're listening to this in April and you're in Ontario and we're basically probably not really going to be shooting any weddings in like May, June, maybe we'll have some small intimate elopements, all of that. But um, for now, it just seems like our wedding season is pushed back a little bit. Uh, So if you want to make sure you don't uh, don't forget this tip, make sure to just go into your calendar wherever that is. Like I usually do this in my Google calendar if there's something I really, really don't want to forget in the future. Um, Just make a note, maybe somewhere like June 1st or like July 1st, somewhere where you realize that, hey, this could be the point where I start uh, shooting my weddings. Right. Just make a note of um, just write down in your calendar breathing room around group family photos and group wedding party photos and then you'll remember oh yeah I listened to that episode and I remember what Sarah said I want to make sure to remember that for all the weddings that I'm shooting so just make sure to make that note uh, so you don't forget to implement this this year Um, yeah you'll have more happy clients more frequently with all the prints that they'll end up getting so yep I hope this was helpful also If you ever want to ask me any questions that are on your mind that are about photography or business or personal development or any follow-up questions that you have for me from listening to a podcast episode, the best place to do this and the best best place to get the answers that you're looking for is in the Shine and Thrive Photography community on Facebook. So I invite you to take a pause right now if you're walking, if you're editing, whatever you're doing, except driving, right? Duh. Um, <laughs> search Shine and Thrive Photography community on Facebook and request to join and then you'll be in. And you'll be able to ask questions whenever your heart desires in there. You can drop them into the community. Um, On top of that, you will be part of an amazingly supportive community of positive, like-minded photographers that are there to help each other every step of the way as well. And on top of that, as a bonus, I do live Ask Me Anything Q&As every single Tuesday. That may be shifting to every single Wednesday soon, but if you're in the group, you will know, you'll find out. I will let you know for sure. And that's where you get to ask me those questions live. That's where I answer those questions that have been submitted and you get a full on live answer as if it was a podcast episode. So it's custom to you. So it's definitely a place that has a lot of value and that you can learn a lot along the way. So again, go to Facebook right now, search Shine and Thrive Photography Community. And I'm so excited to connect with you in there. And yeah, have an amazing rest of your day. Bye. Yay! 
thank you so much for hanging out with me and tuning into this episode. If you got value out of it, please feel free to message me on Instagram at Sarah Monica Photo. That's Sarah No H Monica with a K photo to let me know. I get so freaking energized hearing from others that what I've said has had a positive impact on their lives. Also, make sure to hit subscribe to the Shine and Thrive podcast to never miss an episode. I'm so grateful for you and I'm sending you all the productive vibes your way so you have the best week ever. Do you love shooting but hate the endless admin, culling, and editing that follows your wedding and portrait bookings? Yep, me too. In fact, if you're anything like me, you got into photography to get out from behind a desk. And yet, the irony is, the more you shoot, the more there is to do on the back end, which translates to more time spent behind your computer screen and less time doing what you love most, which is shooting. But the good news is, I have a game-changing free resource that can help you break free of the cycle and cut down these precious hours by, guess how much? Up to 70% of the hours that you usually work. Is called my three-hour post-wedding smart workflow checklist, which as the name suggests, shows you my exact step-by-step workflow for getting all of these tasks completed in just three hours. Yep, that's right. Literally from backing up the photos on a wedding night through to delivering the online gallery to my clients in just three hours. Inside the guide, you'll find a detailed breakdown of exactly what I do and don't do in my workflow how long everything takes me, what I outsource, when, and to who. This includes the editing service and gallery providers I use. Plus, tips throughout for streamlining the process even further that have been honed in over my 11 years experience in business. And P.S., The same process I outline in this guide is transferable for both brand and portrait photographers too. So I got you too. Do you need to see it to believe it? I don't blame you. Head to sarahmonica.com forward slash workflow to download a free copy straight to your inbox and join a crew of photographers working smarter instead of harder in their photography businesses. Sarah is spelt without an H and Monica is spelt with a K. So that's sarahmonica.com forward slash workflow and make sure to download this powerful free resource now.